Welcome to this episode of SDI Encounters, a podcast on spiritual direction and spiritual companionship. I'm Matt Whitney. Thank you for listening. Learn more about our work and the work of spiritual direction and spiritual companionship on our website, sdicompanions.org. In this episode, SDI Executive Director Reverend Seifu Singh Malares and Loretta Coleman-Brown discuss the work of Howard Thurman. Anticipating the upcoming webinar series from SDI, Listening for the Sound of the Genuine. This four-part series will provide an overview of Howard Thurman's contributions to spirituality, mysticism, and sacred activism. During this webinar, we will walk through the life and writings of Howard Thurman and listen for the genuine, the words and ideas that spirit holds uniquely for each of us in our ministries of spiritual direction and companioning. With this clarion call for the authentic, what do we hear about living as a contemplative, a holy child of God, an everyday mystic, a prophetic leader, and with inner authority as we answer our sacred call? In what ways does it help us to companion ourselves and those we journey with? Join us as we uncover the depths of inner freedom that emerge when we listen for the genuine to what makes us come alive. Sign up for this four-part webinar today at sdicompanions.org. Professor Brown, it's great to have you here, and and we're all very excited about um, this webinar series on Howard Thurman. It's the first one in SDI's history on on Dr. Thurman, and um, so we're we're thrilled. All of us are are, uh, looking forward to what you have to say. And I, I wanted to start with asking you, why do you think... Dr. Thurman is so perennially relevant, um, not just in the 20th century when he had this huge impact on a number of really seminal figures, particularly in the civil rights movement, but also, you know, um, theologically speaking. But why is he perennially relevant and particularly relevant in the 21st century? So Dr. Howard Thurman was uh, he's one of those special people who seemed to be able to um, pull together social issues with the sacred. And uh, often he is described as offering living wisdom. That is wisdom that continues to feed us today, even though it's probably more than 20, excuse me, 40 years after his death. Uh, He was just an amazing, young, brilliant um, student um, coming along, as well as uh, someone who was curious and observant, extremely observant. Um, as And he had mystical experiences as a child, uh, sensing that transcendent presence of God. So uh, once he discovered that there was some kind of interrelatedness of everything, it really spurred him to begin to question why we had these artificial barriers. Say, for example, um, in uh, religions or in churches or in even the the social... um, uh, life of people. He was also particularly interested in uh, helping people understand 
and discover their own personal worth as a child of God um, and to not depend upon uh, one's circumstances as a indicator of who they are. So with that, um, I think his relevancy uh, continues because he was able to combine um, the sacred, um, inviting in the spirit, and seeing that um, what was most important is that we discover who we are as children of God, as well as um, removing what he considered to be artificial barriers to the oneness that God created. And he felt that any kind of spiritual practice or discipline or uh, in the, the development of one's uh, spirituality should be linked to restoring God's beloved creation. Um, and so uh, I, I consider him to be a sacred activist, one who has invited um, the spirit into his work. Thank you, thank you. Um, you know, as a spirit, as a community of spiritual directors and companions, uh, Dr. Thurman presents a really interesting and compelling model in many different ways, not just because he was a teacher, obviously, but a mentor and guide to so many uh, people in his life, as I've discovered. And I wonder uh, if you want to say a few words about Dr. Thurman as a spiritual director and spiritual companion. Yes. So I'm not sure if he would describe himself as a spiritual director or companion, yeah. but he felt that his calling was in the area of working with individuals and groups to, in some cases on truly finding out what their individual sacred calls were and helping them to begin to realize that call. He was highly criticized for not marching, for not participating more actively in the civil rights movement. And he said over and over again that he felt that that was not his calling, that his calling was to create the spiritual sanctuary for those who were feeling called to the streets or to wherever else um, they might be called. Um, and he uh, was 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 very much interested in um, helping people understand what their purpose was for participating in any kind of movement or activity. So he would, you know, ask people like Jesse Jackson or Bayard Rustin, Rustin you know, who are you really? Or what do you want? Um, you know, why, why are you doing this? So that he could actually extract from them the deeper um, meanings um, and purposes for their lives, as opposed to, oh, there's something going on out here, so I'm going to just go get in it, right? It's very, very um, concerned about each person understanding what their sacred call was because as far as he was concerned, you know, racial reconciliation was certainly an important aspect um, in restoring dignity to his own people. But he felt that unless we had some coming together, 
um, we were not going to ever be at union with the divine presence. So um, it was really important for him to uh, work with those who came to him for quiet counsel. Um, And uh, he felt that was naturally something that he was was, uh, gifted with um, and felt it was very important. Yeah, and that that actually, um, you, you know, one of the the many compelling things about uh, Dr. Thurman is is his emphasis on mysticism, right? And I think actually that ties to your answer just now about um, you know some people are called to the streets and to demonstrate, and there's great value in it, and others are called to be more quiet and reflective and immersive. And so I wonder if you can share just a few words. Um, I know you'll be talking about this more during this webinar series um, about uh, Dr. Thurman's take on mysticism. So, uh, yes, but before I give that explanation, I just want to remind people that not everybody that was involved Um, in the civil rights movement or any major social movement is in the street. You've got people taking care of children. You've got people cooking. You've got lawyers behind the scene, um, you know, getting people out of jail or filing briefs, et cetera. Um, And sometimes you have writers and actors, you know, uh, playwrights, people that are all feeling called to discuss this issue, but in different sorts of ways. So, you know, social movements aren't just about demonstrating. I mean, that's not the only uh, uh, role that people can play. So Thurman, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, was having these mystical experiences outside. And, uh, you know, he discovers a book written by Rufus Jones, a a great uh, Quaker mystic, Um, called Finding the Trail of Life, where he describes, this is Jones, his mystical experiences as a young child um, outside. And so Thurman, you know, uh, decided that he had to study with this man. And uh, so he spent a semester with uh, Rufus Jones. But as he came away from that experience, he realized that there needed to be, I think, some greater expansion or exploration into mysticism. First, he discovered that um, the word really often elicits, particularly among um, uh, the Black religious community, um, feelings of trepidation and fear, and maybe it's, you know, the devil, you know, all of those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And so he, he spent some time trying to come up with different terms for mysticism, like a creative encounter or a religious experience. Um, But he found that what was even more important was when he began to write about mysticism and social change. Like why was mysticism important for social change? Um, And I think he was in part speaking to the generations that would follow him who are now um, a bit freer to talk about mystical experiences. Um, But uh, he felt like when, um, you know, there's different kinds of mysticism. And for some, when they go down into, uh, you know, uh, the the oneness that we belong to, they come up 
um, you know, in it, you know, inside of, of a, a larger uh, wholeness. And so, he, and that and that part of that mystical experience um, requires one to move beyond their own personal issues to thinking more broadly about, you know, other people and other other situations other than their own. So uh, he 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 felt like um, when we have a creative experience that it begins to or creative encounter, it begins to change us so that we're we're not so self-focused or self-absorbed um yeah. and we you know feel stirred to go out and to do something that is going to uh move us closer to that oneness with god well thank you um i could ask you 20 more questions but i i, I think i'll wait for the course to begin tomorrow and we're very grateful uh, that you'll be joining us. Did you did you want to add anything else, Professor Brown? Or I, I'm just I'm looking forward to it. I I think that uh, particularly the issue of listening for the sound of the genuine is sort of at the core of what he has to say to us forty years later, mm-hmm. um, which is that you know who are you listening to? Um, what what is it that's moving you? Um, do you, you know, do you have control of your inner life or does somebody else? Um, so he, he, he really felt like getting, getting a, a, a sense of who you are, um, was vital to the rest of your life and, and the other things that you might be called to do. So I'm excited and, um, I'm looking forward to meeting all these wonderful people who are going to join us on this this walk uh, with Thurman. If you're enjoying this podcast and you want to help us share and spread the word about the life-giving practice of spiritual companionship, you can help us out by subscribing to this podcast through your favorite app. You could give us a like or even write us a review. Thank you for listening. This is Matt Whitney with Spiritual Directors International. Thanks again for listening. Your time and your presence here are deeply appreciated. If you liked this show and would like us to continue making them, please do subscribe now while it's fresh on your mind. Also, we would love to hear from you, so please feel free to send in your comments and suggestions to the email address podcast at sdiworld.org. SDI is the home of spiritual companionship. Learn more about us and our work on our website, sdicompanions.org.